Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. It is one thing to say, man, Israel's going to respond because of this attack. It's another thing to understand how. And to understand how, you have to understand why. And if you want to understand why, you have to understand the history. How many opportunities have been taken to engage a piece that simply did not work? Because quite possibly, as I have said it, and I mean it factually, peace is not the objective of people who want to kill you. You cannot engage peace with people who don't want it. And you certainly cannot appease people outside of the region who think that Israel has to do X or has to do Y or Israel's the aggressor. Israel got attacked. 800 plus Israelis are dead. IDF soldiers were taken prisoner. Women were raped and women and children were taken prisoner. That has not happened since World War II. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Let me bring in Mr. Yinam Cohen. He is the Council General for the Israeli Consulate General in Chicago. That's where he is based, uh, engaging in conversations here in the U.S., specifically in the Midwest, uh, about Israel. And, sir, before we get into uh, maybe levels of detail, it is clear that there was an intelligence failure. I will say it as directly as I can. It is shocking that Mossad or Shin Bet, uh, U.S. intelligence, could have missed this level of ability to attack with rockets and overwhelm Iron Dome, it seems, and to miss the idea that there were going to be these terrorists, these Hamas uh, uh, leaders, officials, uh, recruits, whatever you want to call them, who were going to infiltrate Israel and be on a search-and-destroy mission. Uh, How has these first 48 hours been for Israel, for Israelis, since this attack? It's been devastating 48 hours since uh, the attack began. And I have to, I mean, make it very clear. The situation is still unfolding. There is still, during the night, there has been some uh, fighting between terrorists who are still in the Israeli territory in our security forces. Um, At the same time, rockets are still being shot towards Israeli civilian uh, centers in Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, all the way down south. And we're facing a situation in the north with the um, Hezbollah organization from Lebanon. But let's talk about what's been happening. On the, on the, on the morning of Shabbat, the Jewish uh, sacred day of Saturday, which also coincided with uh, a Jewish high holiday, Simchat Torah, um, an orchestrated terrorist attack took place. Three More than 3,000 missiles were shot towards Israeli civil uh, centers in Tel Aviv, in Jerusalem, and down south, and in parallel, more than 1,000 Hamas and Islamic Jihad terrorists invaded uh, the Israeli border, entered to more than 20 Israeli communities, and what they did there was a barbaric, brutal massacre. They were going from one house to another, invading the houses, taking hostage of the families, 
shooting and killing the families. They were shooting children in front of their mothers, parents in front of their kids, taking um, many of them hostages, setting houses on fire. Right now, there's more than 100, apparently, 100 Israeli hostages, as you mentioned, in the hands of Hamas in the Gaza Strips. In the Gaza Strip, we're talking about children that were torn away from their mothers, elderly people, Holocaust survivors. This is a situation that we've never lived before. Um, one more thing, there was a beautiful um, music festival in the south of Israel. Hamas terrorists arrived there and just started to massacre the participants, the dancers uh, that were partying there. More than 260 people were killed only in this party. And not only that, they continue to brutalize the body. So what we're talking, we're saying Hamas and Islamic Jihad, but we're actually talking about the ISIS methods. Today, Hamas is ISIS, and this is what we're facing. Now, that conversation of Hamas is ISIS uh, has, has been coming up over uh, the weekend repeatedly because the barbarism is at a different level. But again, I must go back to Israel's uh, intelligence services really were that caught by surprise? Is, it, it, can you give me an idea of exactly where the, the downfall of the intelligence services was? This is a very good question, and we will definitely have to investigate it. Um, but the major focus right now is to make sure to secure that our southern communities are safe, that there is no terrorists that are threatening our people, our families, our women and children down south. And this is the major effort right now. The second effort that will probably start very soon, or has already started basically, is to is what's probably going to be a long-term operation to totally eradicate the threat of the radical Islamist uh, terrorism towards Israeli citizens. Um, we are going to eat hard, the Hamas and Islamic Jihad in the Gaza Strip, to make sure that such atrocities would never um, uh, uh, happen again. Talking to Yanam Cohen, Council General, the Israeli Consulate General in Chicago, you talk about hitting hard in in the Gaza Strip. As Axios has reported today, in a conversation between Prime Minister Netanyahu and President Biden, Israel does not have any choice but to unleash a ground operation in Gaza. The quote is, we have to go in. This according to three Israeli and U.S. sources who were briefed on the call. Can you talk to me about what going into Gaza means? It's not going to be an afternoon walk, but at the same time, if... You need to act, you need to act. And right now, since the security of Israel has been breached in such a barbaric way, we need to act and we will do whatever needed to secure our citizens and, and, you know, and the state of Israel. The, the question really starts to build into, is this about Hamas and extricating Hamas from Gaza? Or is this about an Israeli takeover uh, of Gaza? Where do the the going in part is not something that I object to, sir. My, the argument is it does not come from me. It's really a question of understanding of the goal. 
is is this about removal of Hamas or is this about the full take back of Gaza by Israel and returning it rightfully to Israel? We don't have any intention to um, take over and manage the life of uh, one and a half million Palestinians who live in the Gaza Strip. Um, They should handle their own life. At the same time, if the um, authorities there are unable or basically promoting terrorist attacks against Israel, we'll have to tackle that in a very direct way. Again, the major goal is to make sure that for the long run, no threats, terrorist attacks from the Gaza Strip are uh, perpetrated against Israeli civil population. We don't have any intention to control the life of the Palestinians there. We just need to uh, secure the life of Israelis um, in, you know, especially in the south part of Israel. So uh, Benjamin Netanyahu has called it a war and said this will take a while. You uh, have discussed is not a walk in the park. I I agree. This will take uh, a a while. I, I get that part of it. But we also understand that when you refer to Hamas as ISIS, they use children and women as human shields. They're using Israelis against the Israelis to try and prevent the attack. And the only way to uproot and root out and end Hamas is to go door to door and uh, eliminate, if you will, every last Hamas member, which will then, of course, lead to a conversation of how these people self-govern. How does that happen knowing that Israelis are being held hostage and children are being used as shields? This is a major question. Um, This is a major question that is being discussed right now. Of course, Hamas would definitely try to take advantage of that and use the Israeli children that they're holding hostage as human shields. We have no doubt about it. So this is being discussed right now. We can't share on, you know, the radio operational um, planning, but this is something that is definitely being uh, discussed right now. It will pose a serious constraint about everything that Israel does, but at the same time, we are determined to fight back and get better security to our people. There has been much... I'll refer to it as unrest uh, in in Israel regarding the judicial reforms and the judicial plan, what Benjamin Netanyahu has put into place, people being very bothered by this, specifically uh, views and visions of the Supreme Court, which in Israel works far differently than the Supreme Court in the United States. This attack, does it put all the other stuff to rest? Do we see a united front? It's no secret that the past year, I would say, in Israel was complicated in terms of uh, political and social polarization. We had our debate on, on internal issues, including the judicial reform. But right now, what's happening is that we're fighting to save and secure our home, the Jewish and democratic state of Israel, the Jewish homeland. And when we do that, we are very, very united. You know, you just need to go over Israeli social media. Just a week ago, there were there were so many arguments about internal issues. Now you see everybody united. It's not a cliche. That, that is the situation. Right and left fighting together to save our one and only Jewish state. Well, one of the other fights that may be coming up is with Iran. The, the Wall Street Journal reported that Iran had a major hand 
in the planning of this operation. We know that Iran does the funding of Hamas, as they do to Hezbollah uh, in in the north. The United States has moved the Ford Carrier Group with the USS Gerald Ford, the most advanced aircraft carrier that we have, along with destroyers and other ships, into the eastern uh, Middle East. They'll be there soon. Uh, Can you tell us whether you think or whether you know or whether there's a willingness uh, that if Iran needs to be a target in order to ensure the safety and security of Israel, that Tehran could indeed be a target? It is no secret that Iran has been standing promoting, financing, inspiring these terrorist organizations, not only in the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, not only Hamas and Islamic Jihad, but also Hezbollah in Lebanon, um, Shiite militias in Syria and in Yemen. And it is also clear today that Iran does not pose a threat only to Israel, but also to stability in the Middle East to the moderate Arab countries in the Middle East. You know, just a few weeks ago, we celebrated three years to the Abraham Accords, the biggest accomplishment for peace in the Middle East in three years, in in many decades, sorry. We are also discussing, together with the United States, the joining of Saudi Arabia into, into, you know, the peace circle with Israel. And while we celebrate that, Iran is trying to destabilize the Middle East. So it's a threat to Israel. It's a threat to the moderate Arab countries in the Middle East, but it's also a global threat because Iran has, for example, been the major supporter of the Russian aggressions against Ukraine. So this is a global threat, and I think there's a growing understanding here in America, in Europe, and basically in every uh, Western democracy that Iran is a global threat, and a global threat needs a global answer. But a global answer uh, doesn't necessarily mean the removal of of the threat. This takes us back to the conversation about Hamas. It has been 50 years since the Yom Kippur War. You talk about this attack taking place on the holiday of Sunchas Torah. 50 years, no peace has been achieved. The attacks have been constant and continual. This one being uh, the most deadly, if we were going to engage it as a proportion of population, people have referred to it as 9-11 style in terms of, of, of brutality and, uh, and of shock value, as we experienced in the United States, uh, what has been right. experienced in, in Israel. How does this allow for any future peace with Hamas or the Palestinian liberation, whatever they're calling themselves today, how does it not come to, we've tried, you don't want this, we're done here? This is a very, very good question. Thank you for that. Because not only did Hamas and Islamic Jihad slaughtered 700 Israeli civilians, at the same time we've seen many other Palestinians in the West Bank, in Lebanon, and in other countries celebrating this massacre. And that brings a very uh, significant uh, question mark on their ability to actually, and their will to actually make peace and live side by side with Israel. So this is a major question. I have to tell you, though, that at the same time, we're seeing a lot of Arab countries that are now reacting in a very different way. They are understanding the threat. They're understanding what's happening in Israel. They've had peace with Israel for three years or for 30 years, and it is not one Arab bloc. I, I totally look at them as the um, 
axis of evil, if you wish, that is Iran, Hamas, the Islamic Jihad, Lebanon, Syria, but also the moderate Arab countries which want peace with Israel and have peace with Israel and, and support and promote this peace. The United Arab Emirates, Morocco, Bahrain, Egypt, Jordan, and maybe very soon also Saudi Arabia. And we have to make this distinction. Will the deal with Saudi Arabia go forward? I truly hope so. I think that Saudi Arabia is one of the most important leaders of the Arab world. They're a major, you know, economic hub. They, they in their territory, they host two of the most holy sites for Islam in the world. And peace with Saudi Arabia means basically, I would say, a huge jump forward towards ending the conflict, the historic conflict between the Arab world and Israel. The American administration works very hard to bring Saudi Arabia into the peace circle with Israel, and I really hope that we'll see some good news in the upcoming uh, months. We will keep updated with you in the days ahead. You know, I'm Cohen, Consul General, Israeli Consulate General in Chicago. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz.